WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And time to uh, play that interview that uh, I did with uh, Jordan Weeks here from the Wisconsin DNR. Like I said, we did this, uh, oh gosh, uh, three weeks ago-ish, somewhere in there. Um, talking a little bit about the uh, the new regulations that are taking effect here and you know, some of the changes along the river and, and, and some of the reasoning behind that as well. A lot of it has to do with uh, uh, just trying to get on the same page as it were uh, with, uh, with Minnesota and Iowa, uh, their DNRs, and just trying to sync everything up. Yeah, some uh, uh, interesting information and a few changes that, uh, that you want to be aware of if you're, uh, you're headed out onto the water. Uh, so here is that interview that I've got with uh, Jordan Weeks from the Wisconsin DNR on WKTY Outdoors. Uh, good morning, Jordan. And uh, uh, talking about some new regulations that are taking effect on the, the Mississippi starting here the 1st of April uh, in a few weeks. And uh, I, I guess my first question would be, um, what uh, what was the reasoning behind changing the rules? Well, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me on, Karen. Sure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, there was a number of reasons why uh, the regulations were looked at. Um, first of all, they hadn't been changed in a really long time. The second part of that is uh, Minnesota Department of Natural Resources was urged or uh, basically told by their legislature that they needed to review their reg- fishing regulations on the river. Mm-hmm. Um and we, we worked together on many issues on the river. So when that happened, they approached us and said, hey, would this be a good time to look at the regulations? And, and we agreed that it would be a good time, and it was about time. And Yeah, because to my understanding, it, it, it had been a number of years before, uh, since these uh, regulations had been, had been looked at in any, uh, uh, in any way. Yeah, it was, you know, for a lot of the species, it was over 20 years. It yeah. hasn't been changed. So, I mean... Things don't stay the same for mm-hmm. that amount of time, so we, we, it was a good, it was about time to look at them. Um, there was a number of reasons for that, but a, another major reason why we wanted to look at this is both departments were getting a, uh, a lot of phone calls from concerned anglers saying, "Hey, look, we think these these bag limits are incorrect. We we think the size limits could be tweaked a little bit to make fishing a little bit better." And you know that's a big part of our jobs, both departments, is to just kind of listen to our anglers and try to figure out how we can make fishing better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and just and, and just so for clarification as well, uh, there are also, we'll also discuss some changes uh, not only for Wisconsin and Minnesota, but also for Wisconsin and Iowa as well, since uh, obviously uh, we share some uh, boundary water with them as well. Yeah, correct. And, and when we initiated the process, we invited Iowa to the table, and they had discussions with us about what rules they were interested in looking at as well. Um, unfortunately, at the time, their their leadership said that they weren't in any kind of position to change rules. Mm-hmm. So um, shortly after we began, Iowa kind of backed away from the process. But subsequent to that and subsequent to the changes that uh, Wisconsin-Minnesota made, um, Iowa is looking at one of their regulations concerning walleye and soccer on the Wisconsin-Iowa border water. So we anticipate that they'll be changing their rule on their side of the river for walleye and sauger um, very soon. Okay, all right. Well, uh, let's uh, let's talk about Wisconsin and, uh, and Minnesota then. And uh, I, I guess what is the the uh, the the biggest or the most uh, 
noticeable change in terms of uh, uh, the uh, the new regulations here? Sure. I think there, you know, I mean, I've heard a little bit of, of reaction and, and some confusion about the new regulations because, I guess, for, for, for a couple of reasons, right? First of all, they're new. And anytime you do something different, some people get a little bit nervous or could get confused. So the easiest way to think about any of these changes is in terms of where you're at on the river. If you're in Wisconsin, Minnesota boundary waters, there's a set of rules. And if you're in Wisconsin, Iowa boundary waters, there really is only one rule you need to to, uh, keep track of, and that's our walleye and sauger rule. So it's really that simple. Wisconsin, Minnesota boundary waters, we changed white bass and yellow bass, catfish, northern pike, uh, sunfish, crappie, and yellow perch, shovelnose sturgeon, and walleye and sauger. And, you know, we, we also delineated in the Wisconsin-Minnesota boundary waters at the dam at Genoa mm-hmm. for the, the difference between pool 8 and 9. The walleye rule does change there at the dam. Okay. All right. So let's talk... Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, some of the, the walleye changes here. Um, is uh, I'm looking at the uh, the regulations here. In pools three through eight, the daily bag limit for walleye and sauger will be four in total, and uh, there's some uh, some size limits in there as well. Right. We reduced the bag limit from uh, six to four, and for most of the anglers, based on our creel surveys, that won't technically really affect their catches. Um, from doing creel surveys, we get to interview anglers and find out how many, what percentage of anglers actually do get six when they go out fishing. And the difference in the percentages is about 5% of the anglers get more than four fish on any given trip. Um, it's kind of that old adage that 10% of the fishermen catch 90% of the fish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that won't really affect anybody that way. But the size limit is kind of the kicker here. It still is a 15-inch minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, we're allowing one walleye over one walleye or sauger over 20 inches. Um, there is no minimum size limit for sauger in pools three to eight on the Wisconsin Minnesota boundary waters. Okay, and then uh, as we go down river down into uh, pools nine through 12, uh, <clears throat> those there are some changes there as well. Right, and that's that's uh, the regulation that we chose there mimics what Iowa is using in the lower parts of their river. They have a ton of data that suggests that their fisheries improved drastically with this um, basically protected slot that we've been a- uh, enacted down there. So below the Genoa Dam on the Wisconsin side and in Wisconsin-Minnesota boundary waters, it's a six-fish bag, 15-inch minimum, 20- to 27-inch protected slot, meaning you cannot harvest fish within that size range, and one fish over 27 inches is allowed. There's no minimum size on sauger. Okay. All right, um, and and in terms of, of <clears throat> we're talking about walleye and sauger here. Just to, kind of for, for clarification, uh, are there really any? Uh, uh, I, I, obviously, I know there are differences between the two the two species, but um, in in terms of numbers, are there really any you know major differences in terms of uh, you know are there more walleye and sauger now than there were in the past, or are there more walleye or more sauger or uh, what uh, what are you are you finding? Yeah, that's a great question. So what we've been noticing through time with some of our some of our metrics that we collect is that recruitment or or um, young of year fish for both walleye and sauger has on, been on the the decline for quite some time. It's not a huge decline. They're not drastic. We're not you know there's not concern about not having any fish, but this trend has been uh, continuing on through time. And so 
instead of waiting for a potential fisheries crash, which we, we aren't there, mm-hmm. but instead of waiting for that to happen and then reacting, we're trying to get out in front of this and protecting some of our female fish, which are those fish from 20 to 27 inches in the lower river and those fish over 20 inches in the upper part of the river um, so that those fish can at least try to replace themselves one time before they're harvested. And that could, um, that should increase our reproductive capability of those fish species. So we're not concerned about actual populations um, for the most part right now, mm-hmm. but we're trying to look down the road and get ahead of the curve in case something were to happen. Okay. All right. Um, and, and, and I guess just uh, as sort of another side here, uh, in terms of, of fishing pressure, how much or how has that changed, I guess, since the regulations were last changed? Well, I, I don't really have concrete numbers for you there, mm-hmm. Kevin. Um, Minnesota does a creel survey up on Lake Pepin and Pool 4 every, mm-hmm. I, I believe, every single year. Um, they have the most, um, you know, accurate numbers on effort, and I don't, I'm not, I don't remember sure. what they are off the top of my head. But I would say just anecdotally, we've seen an increase in the use of the river um, for a number of different reasons. For many years, the river had a six-bag. Nowhere else in Wisconsin can you keep six walleyes. Okay. Um, most of the other bag limits in Wisconsin are three or less. So when you consider the opportunity to catch six versus three, it was popular for a lot of people. The other part of it was that our fishery was open year-round, and that also brings a lot of folks in. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like more people have the ability, um, when, the, when we're talking about equipment, boats, um, and other equipment, to make them more efficient anglers um, at this time versus 20 years ago. So I think we have more use um, anecdotally, but I don't have any concrete sure. numbers for you. Sure, and yeah, and like, and like you said too, I think just the the technology, uh, kind of across the board, I would say, um, has certainly, uh, like you said, increased efficiency in terms of uh, in terms of anglers. Even even the casual angler, I think, probably is is doing better today than uh, than they would have twenty years ago. Yeah, I know it's in my personal fishing. It's <laughs> helped me catch more fish. So mm-hmm, definitely, most definitely. Well, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the other uh, changes here in terms of um, uh, the different species here. Let's talk a little bit about panfish. Obviously, a pretty popular uh, fish to catch. The bluegills and crappies and uh, white bass and you know things along those lines. Uh, how has that changed? Sure, I'll start out with your um, with white bass first. Uh, that's at the top. We have made a little like cheat sheet to put at some of the landings for, to remind people what the rules oh, are. Um, and there actually is a slight typo in our actual printed fisheries uh, fishing regulations. Um, we had to put these putting printing these off, and it was in a huge hurry to get these printed this year because we were waiting on our rules to get approved and put into law. Um, it didn't go as smoothly as as it normally does, but mm-hmm. um, nonetheless. So for white bass and yellow bass, they're lumped together. And our regulations booklet says 10 of each, but in fact, the law is 10 in total. Okay. Um, it's very hard to tell the difference for the casual angler between those two species. So it, it And it's also very unlikely that you're going to catch 10 uh, yellow bass and 10 of white bass in mm-hmm. the same outing. Um, there just aren't huge populations of yellow bass out there. So that doesn't really change anybody's harvest, per se, I, I wouldn't think. But I uh, just wanted to clarify that white bass sure. and yellow bass are lumped together, pools three to nine, ten in total. Um, moving on to channel catfish and flathead catfish, that uh, bag limit is ten in total with one fish over 30 inches. 
and that's designed to protect our large flathead catfish, which are our largest river predator out there. Um, it's always good to have a, a high population of, of large predators in any system um, to make it to, to keep the system healthy. Uh, moving on to northern pike in pools three to nine, Wisconsin, Minnesota boundary waters. The bag limit there is three with one over 30 inches, again, to protect those large female pike, mm-hmm. um, particularly in the summer when they congregate near cool water uh, influence. Um, they can be exploited um, higher than they should be yeah. at that time, so this is to protect for that. Uh, moving on to your sunfish, which are your bluegills, pumpkin seeds, green sunfish, mm-hmm. uh, crappie, and yellow perch. Each of those species, so sunfish, crappie, and yellow perch, have a bag of 15 each. Uh, as opposed to what it used to be, which was 25. Um, you can still keep a mess of panfish, but uh, just a few uh, less than you historically could. Sure. We reduced the bag limit on shovelnose sturgeon from 10 to 2, 3, um, mostly because we don't have great shovelnose sturgeon data, and there's becoming a huge, um, it's not a commercial fishery, but it's, a, it's an angler fishery for their role. And we want to make sure that those long-lived fish species are protected until we know that the exploitation isn't um, out of line. Uh, we're gonna, we wanted to reduce that um, bag limit. Okay. And then, obviously, the walleye sauger are the other change that we made, and we mm-hmm. talked about that. Yeah, and, and I would think, too, for something like uh, shovel-nose sturgeon and, and like even northerns and, and catfish, you know, I would think you're not necessarily going to maybe check, catch uh catch that many anyway uh, but i i suppose I, I i could be wrong but uh um i think it'd be kind of hard to catch that many catfish in one in one try but uh um anything is possible i suppose right we had some some folks did comment on the catfish one um 10 catfish you know 10 channel catfish is a, is a pretty good number i mean i think what we're trying to do is we're not trying to really you know, when people use this, this these fish for food, mm-hmm. we're trying to still give them the opportunity to use that as food, but we want to try to spread this resource out sure. to more anglers because we are, uh, the number of anglers is increasing. So um, we want to make sure that there's enough for everybody to have a, a crack at them. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly, exactly. And uh, um, certainly there's plenty of panfish and cleaning 25 crappie and 25 perch and 25 bluegill. That's a lot of work. So, you know, Oh, my <laughs> goodness. I, I stop at 10. I, I can't take any more than 10 personally. I just don't yeah. have patience. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. Um, but, okay, well, it, now, is there anything else that maybe that we haven't, uh, that, that we haven't touched on that, uh, that you would like to, uh, to mention here in terms of the uh, uh, changes in the regulations? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just want to make sure that everybody does, you know, is aware that there are some changes and, and that, to read the regulations a great way to do it is online you can download the pdf right to your phone and those regulations should be correct okay. like i said the printed book does have a couple typos in there um you know and and just make sure that you know when you go out there you're aware of what what's the what the changes are and and uh, the number of fish that you should be keeping i know our our wardens are, are working with us really closely to make sure that we you know do a lot of education on this so mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Jordan, I uh, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, to chat with me this morning here, and uh, certainly uh, want to wish you the best of luck in the uh, the coming season here. And um, and uh, if there's anything else that uh, that you, that you want to mention, uh, you're you're always welcome. Okay. Thank you for the opportunity, Kevin. All right. Thank you. And that is Jordan Weeks from the Wisconsin DNR.
Great guy. Always, uh, always a good interview. Always informative. So, uh, thank you, Jordan, for uh, for doing that. And uh, I hope you got a little bit uh, of information about that, about the uh, the changes to the uh, the season here that are uh, that's now uh, that's now underway. And uh, again, yeah, just go to the the DNR website and, uh, and check out the the rules and regs and. Um, Maybe that's something for tomorrow yeah, if you've got a few minutes. And <laughs> I don't think uh going to be doing a lot of recreating outdoors tomorrow if it's going to rain all day so or snow or precipitate in some manner of <laughs> or other. Um, so anyhow, uh, it is 846. I'm going to take a short break, come back with more of WKTY Outdoors in just a few moments. So stay tuned. Plenty of show left to go before now and 9 o'clock. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Green grass, fresh veggies. It's time to start thinking about your lawn and garden. Ace of Lacrosse has everything you'll need. Fertilizer, turf builders, seeds, and the staff at Ace can help you navigate exactly what you need to get the job done. They'll ask you questions and make recommendations. Don't want to spend a beautiful sunny day shopping? Order online and pick up in the store. For tips on getting spring ready, go to Ace of Lacrosse on Facebook. Ace of Lacrosse on Mormon Cooley Road, your place to get ready for spring. We're all witnessing unprecedented times. Local businesses have never needed support as much as they do now. At Midwest Family Lacrosse, we're dedicated to supporting and assisting local businesses, community organizations, and local agencies in the area that are helping our community in our time of need. Please visit AroundRiverCity.com to add or update your listing now. Midwest Family Lacrosse and AroundRiverCity.com. Supporting those, supporting us. Scrady, a lot of thanks go out to our friends at Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning. They are the proud sponsors of the WKTY Sportscasters Club, a club that's been helping out students in schools for quite some time. Yeah, they've donated over $100,000 to students from schools West Salem, La Crescent, Central, La Crosse Aquinas, Holman High School, La Crosse Logan, Onalaska Luther, and Onalaska High School. Every year they give out a $500 scholarship to one of those students. Again, the Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning Sportscasters Club. If you're a fan of Wisconsin sports, then don't miss the Bill Michaels Show on WKTY. From border to border, we've got Wisconsin sports covered. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. We'll bring you the latest on your favorite team along with expert guests. And we'll make some time for your opinions as well. Just give us a call. The Bill Michaels Show, weekday afternoons from 11 to 2 on Western Wisconsin sports leader, WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And condition report brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait and Tackle in Toma. And the yeah, Hotspot Report, Powerhouse Marine. Conditioned report, Roscoe's Live Bait and Tackle. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh some days. Anyhow, hey, uh, just uh, some news and notes uh, from the world of outdoors. 
got this earlier in the week here that uh, because of everything that's going on right now, uh, all the COVID-19 pandemic, whatever you'd like to call it, uh, um, the uh, 32nd annual Big Walleye Tournament fundraiser that uh, is always put on uh, by the Stoddard Bergen Fire Department uh, is uh, is canceled. It was scheduled for, well, a couple of weeks from now, actually, two Saturdays from now uh, on the 25th. But again, that has been, uh, that has been canceled for the, uh, the year, unfortunately, um, like so many other things as well. Uh, so that's, uh, that's too bad. Uh, also, I'm sure if you, uh, you've, I don't know if you've seen it in the news or not. Of course, state parks are open in Wisconsin here because, uh, you know, just to, so people can get outside and recreate. Unfortunately, uh, some folks uh, took advantage of the situation and uh, kind of ruined it for a lot of the rest of us. Um, but uh, they're, the, the, the DNR is modifying their... Uh, state park operations on a case-by-case basis to maintain uh, safe parks. Uh, And because of uh, large crowds, uh, litter, and vandalism, um, and, of course, the need to protect folks, the uh, the DNR and the governor have closed down uh, about 40 state parks, uh, forests, and recreational areas uh, effective uh, yesterday. And uh, in our area... Anyway, uh, within a reasonable driving distance, anyway, is uh, uh, certainly one of them. Anyway, is uh, Wyalusing State Park down uh, down near Prairie du Chien, and then uh, some other really pretty parks as well, um, kind of in the uh, region anyway. But uh, uh, Nelson Dewey State Park, Governor Nelson State Park, uh, some of those places in there as well. Um, those are all. Uh, Close to uh, close to visitors, um, but yeah, it's uh, as a matter of fact. The the DNR story that I'm I'm looking at here is uh, uh, talks about uh, record attendance at state parks. Of course, like I said, they're free. Um, High Cliff State Park had an estimated, you know, had more than sixteen thousand visitors uh, on uh, or last weekend alone. Um, so it's uh, just too many people. People leaving their trash and junk behind and doing stupid stuff. Ugh. So that is uh, too bad to hear. Uh, one other little uh, piece of news anyway to, uh, to pass along to you. Uh, this is from the Minnesota DNR. Uh, the USDA targeted culling is complete in southeastern Minnesota. Uh, the DNR has completed its work uh, with the USDA Wildlife Services to perform targeted culling of deer in uh, localized areas where chronic wasting disease has been detected in wild deer in southeastern Minnesota, uh, reducing deer densities, according to the, re- the uh, release, reduces the risk, of course, of the disease spreading, and all deer are tested to give more information about the prevalence of the disease in the area. Uh, of the 463 deer culled in February and March, Seven tested positive for CWD, and uh, for the nineteen or the twenty nineteen twenty twenty season, including hunting, opportunistic testing, and culling, uh, CWD was confirmed in a total of thirty six wild deer out of uh, eighteen thousand five hundred and forty detected. And since twenty ten, 
88 wild deer have been confirmed positive for CWD in Minnesota. Uh, and you can go to the, the website to get more specifics on what the, the management zone and, and test results and all that uh, uh, as well. So that's uh, something to uh, to check out if, of course, you're a, a deer hunter in southeastern Minnesota, something to certainly be concerned about. Uh, it is 8.54. Take another break. Come back in a few moments with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Some people have a summer home. Ask me, this winter home is way better. Sure, it looks like a shack, but it's on the water. Keeps the cold out, plenty of seats. Just watch out for the bucket butt. And the fish are biting thanks to Roscoe's Live Bait. They're like my ice fishing interior decorator and accessorizer. The moral of the story is it's okay to call your ice shanty your second home. And Jigs to Gear Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma is your ice fishing headquarters. Buy any rod and reel, get a free line setup. Roscoe's, it's where everyone goes. If you like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Let's go to Ken in San Antonio. Hey, Ken, what's your Jim, what's up, bud? What's up, man? How you doing, Ken? I got a beef with my wife going over my Twitter feed. I mean, she thinks I want to bone every lady clone that likes my tweet. Hey, if you don't like it, change this station. Get off my Twitter, wife. A lot of beefs with wives today. One guy said he's this close to having a fist fight with his wife. But by the way, first of all, that, that's never, ever okay. Not even to say, not even to jest or joke about. This guy just said, stay off my Twitter feed, wife. I don't want to get with every lady clone that likes my tweets. This might be the worst segment we've ever had, the beef. All good things must come to an end. I mean, I'll run Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. If you cheer for the Packers, Brewers, or Bucks, don't miss the Bill Michaels Show. Uh, I got a couple of questions here from people that, that kind of the similar things that we wanted to ask as well. But uh, Sydney listening to us said, uh, is there ever going to be a deal forthcoming? Christian Yelich. Everybody wants to see if you're going to keep Christian Yelich. That, and I know that's, that's been a popular question this yeah, and I know it's I know it's something that's very difficult to answer because there's going to be massive amounts of money involved. Yeah. But. So I'd say, look, the the, the, the the great thing I'd say is we know Christian's a brewer for at least three more years. <laughs> um, and, and we're excited about that. And, right. and, and so we know that he is going to produce very high level. Um, he's shown that and he's going to be here for at least three more years. Christian's made it known that he loves playing in Milwaukee, um, and he loves what we do as an organization, and we love Christian. And so when you start from from that... Talk Wisconsin sports with a big unit, weekdays from 11 to 2 on WKTY. Make your source for sports online, WKTYsports.com. You'll find the latest sports news about your favorite teams, links to your favorite teams, fun contests and giveaways, along with a complete guide of our programming lineup and a schedule of all our play-by-play. And be sure to check out the new podcast, WKTY Overtime, the stuff that just couldn't fit into mornings with Dave and Grady. It's all here whenever you need it. Bookmark WKTY.com. 
WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors, brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Got a couple minutes uh, left to go in the program here, and just uh, again uh, letting you know that if you want to get out and recreate today, uh, good day to do it. We're going to see... Uh, Increasing, you know, we've got some sun now anyway, but uh, increasing clouds throughout the day. Uh, high right around 62 degrees, so it'll be uh, pretty nice. Uh, calm wind at around 5 to 7 miles an hour. And then, uh, of course, the uh, the rain rolls in later tonight um, during the overnight hours and then into Sunday, and temperatures will be falling to around 37 late, uh, late Sunday afternoon. But... Uh, Rain is in the forecast for uh, tomorrow, and then tomorrow night we might see uh, a little rain-snow mix changing over to all snow, and then we might see uh, an inch or two. Ugh. What? No, thank you. I'll, I'll pass. Thank you. Uh, I'm I'm ready for the green of spring, so to speak, uh, and a little more blue sky, sunshine kind of thing. So, and uh, if you're... Uh, going to be headed out uh, tomorrow night. Just be careful. Yuck, what a mess. Anyhow, got to wrap the show up for this Saturday. Thanks again to Jordan Weeks from the Wisconsin DNR. Yeah, go to the DNR website and uh, check out the uh, the latest regulations. Always good to know. Always good to have that information uh, on hand for uh, uh, when you're headed out into the field. And uh, regardless of whether you're hunting or fishing or, you know, make sure you know the rules. It's... Uh, no excuse not to. So you can you can find them easy enough online. Hey, like I said, I got to wrap things up. I will see you next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, be safe, be well, and we'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. It's nine o'clock. Wisconsin Sports Leader. WKTY Lacrosse, ninety six seven FM, five eighty AM. Hey!